They're on a school trip. These kids are 17. 17, yes? I'm sure they 17. are. 17. Yeah. And she sat there every every dinner time having, like, a bottle of wine. She's getting smashed. And I was like, you can't do that on a school trip. She's I've got, got stuff to do. <laughs> um, I'm drinking vodka. I assume it's vodka in her room. Yeah. I She's crazy. Welcome, film fans, to episode 106. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Today, we're joined by Hannah. Hi. Ella. Hello. And as always, Helen. Hello. Uh, We'll call them Hella, everyone. That's a collective <laughs> noun. And uh, we are going to be talking about Miss Stevens. All films featured in the podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. And please be aware there will be spoilers and some language that may offend. So all films were available on Netflix at the time of recording, guys. Just as a bit of a warning, there is some bad language and there will be spoilers. You have been warned. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. In our studio today, we have Ella and Hannah. If you would like to say hello to our listeners and tell them about the film-related things you do, please. Hi, my name is Hannah Woodhead. I am the associate editor at Little White Lies magazine. I... <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I, like, I love, I love. I was going to say like, I love Little White Lies. Good. Yeah. I'm always so like happy when people say that because I also love Little White Lies. I well, started they reading pay it. You. I mean, they do pay <laughs> me, and I do love that. But I started reading it when I was 16, and then I got the job there, and it was kind of like you know, all my childhood dreams are coming true. Um, but no, I, I also appear on various podcasts in the BBC talking about movies, and yeah, whenever someone gives me the airwaves or pay me money I will talk about <laughs> films for them basically so romantic <laughs> uh, yeah I'm a shill <laughs> and what about yourself hi thank you very much for having me my name is Ella Kemp um, I work as a cinema editor at Culture Whisper and I also freelance sometimes for Little White Lies Sight and Sound and sometimes I'm on the Curzon podcast yeah fantastic Lovely. we've had the Curzon guys here nice guys good yeah. guys and um, we're here talking today about Miss Stevens, which is your choice, Ella. It is indeed. Can you tell us uh, briefly why you chose it and also a two-minute synopsis? Of course. So for the synopsis of the film, Miss Stevens, it is a film directed by Julia Hart. It is a kind of coming-of-age slash road movie type thing, which I think most people will gravitate towards because it features Timothy Chalamet, who lots of people now know for other roles other than Miss Stevens. But in this film, he plays a um, young teenager, a kid called Billy, who is one of three students who goes on a school trip to a drama competition with their teacher, Miss Stevens. <laughs> so Miss Stevens is played by Lily Rabe. And um, yeah, and it just follows the it follows Miss Stevens and these kids on this weekend, few days on this trip yeah. as she kind of reevaluates her role as a teacher and her relationship with these students as well as all the other things that you know she's dealing with within her own life and you really see these students come into their own as well as much individually as as I said before with Miss Stevens. And why did you choose it for sorry? So I mean to anyone who has maybe read or heard or seen <laughs> anything I've ever said on the internet or anywhere else for that matter. I really like Timothy Chalamet. 
It's her brand. So <laughs> it is, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's well and alive. So, but I actually discovered this film um, after becoming first acquainted with Timothy Chalamet. How, how did you first become acquainted with him? <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you. Uh, no, so I first saw him in Interstellar. Hold, what was he? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was Casey Affleck's yeah. son. No, Matthew McConaughey's no. son. <laughs> he became Casey Affleck. That's right. There we go. Let's get the She's facts straight. He so, grew up to be Casey Affleck. Right. That, that's, well, that's, another, um, that's another film altogether. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I first saw him in Interstellar. And I wouldn't say that I was completely blown away with him in that. You know, he was there and he, he was good and that was fine. But then when I heard news about Call Me By Your Name... I had seen A Bigger Splash, which is a film directed by Luca Guadagnino, yeah. his previous feature. And yeah, it seemed like an exciting collaboration. And, you know, and then since then, I've seen Call Me By Your Name six times. So here we are. Six times? Six, yeah. six wow. times. Look, you think that's a no, lot. I know how much our friends have seen that we, movie. We've got some friends and, you know, a lot of other people in the world who have seen Call Me By Your Name many times. Um but anyway, so I saw Call Me By Your Name and loved it. And then, you know, I was, I, was, I was curious. And so I revisited some of Timothy Chalamet's other films. He hasn't been in loads so far and they haven't all been good. Um, but I think Miss Stevens is really good. Yeah, I think the other one that was on the top of my, tip of my tongue was Ladybird. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I didn't know much. Yeah, I, 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 when you said it, even now saying Interstellar, I can't remember him being in it in one bit, but... He wasn't yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I think he cried film. in that as well. You know, oh yeah, yeah. He's a well. jag of crying amazing. films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's sad, you know. He's sad gotta, boy. Gotta let he's it sad out. boy. <laughs> but so you chose it because you loved him. Sorry, yes. Too long, don't <laughs> read. I love Timothy Chalamet, so that's I chose why. it because I love Timothy Chalamet, but also um, I think it was quite interesting. So the film is directed by Julia Hart, mm-hmm. who uh, I wasn't familiar with her work as a director. But I know that she has worked a lot with her partner, Jordan Horowitz, who um, also produced the film. And Jordan Horowitz also produced La La Land. So to me, all of those names and words were very attractive. And um, and yeah, and and I had heard, I'd heard v- multiple recommendations about Miss Stevens, just saying that it was really lovely, um, just made you feel good, kind of just like safe, but in a nice way, in, yeah. as opposed to being predictable, being something that just kind of, fills a void when you're just a bit stressed and I first watched it when I was actually at Berlin Film Festival last year and it was one evening where there wasn't an evening screening or something and I was just in the top bunk bed in my hostel and just decided I was like Hold I'm on. Have a, in a hostel wasn't it all like five star like, like glitz and glamour yeah. this is film journalism <laughs> oh Absolutely I got not. news for you <laughs> <laughs> this could take a bit of a dark tense <laughs> so there was an evening off of, of new films coming up and so I caught up with Miss Stevens and it was about a week into the festival and it was such a welcome change and I had a really lovely time and I think of the film very fondly and yeah. Because the other films are terrible. How it, was a ba- it was a bad year for <laughs> Berlin, I have to say. I was uh, there you- last year as well and it wasn't good. What are your thoughts on uh, Miss Stevens, Hannah? I had heard about this film because of being friends with Ella and because I've been <laughs> friends with most of other Timothy Chalamet fans. Um, but I hadn't really, I hadn't watched it. Mm. So this was all kind of new to me. Um, I knew Lily Rabe from American Horror Story, guys. Woo! Um, where she's played multiple roles, I think. And I also knew um, 
Oh, Lily Reinhardt, is that how you say her name? Oh, yeah. From I know her from Riverdale. So Okay. I, so I, some I, yeah. big Netflix uh, I was like, TV shows. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know I know these two blonde women, so I you know, I'll give it a go. And the the guy there's a guy in it who I knew as well. The one who plays the, the teacher, the teacher, the teacher. <laughs> I knew who Timothy Chalamet was. Uh, the teacher whose name escapes me now. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm, I remember recognizing one of those Rob, guys. Rob Hubel. Yeah, he's one of those guys who's just in things, you yeah. know. And you're like, oh yeah, there's that guy again. What what he's up to? And then you go down like an Amazon trivia, like you know, IMDb. List. IMDb. Sorry, yeah. IMDb trivia. When you when suddenly it's four in the morning, you still haven't finished the film because you paused it to look at the trivia. <laughs> and really insight into my Did life. Did you know Miss Stevens is actually spelt PH in real life, but they changed it for the film. <laughs> So yeah, I was um, I, I was just totally like, yeah, I'm up for it. I love these kind of um, quiet school based. In fact, you know what? I saw a film at Toronto Film Festival called The Kindergarten Teacher, mm. and that's coming um, out soon, isn't it? It's coming out soon. It's an amazing Next movie. Really, really yeah. good film. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, cool. We're going back to school again. Yeah, going to find out about some teachers. See how that goes. And uh, very different movie. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I was well up for this. I was a teenage drama student. I always, you know, kind of down for that. Some competitive speeches. So, yeah. Um, did it live up to your expectations when you said you were down for it? Uh, <laughs> uh, Careful now. Yeah, There's a massive wanna... sidestep of the question. I, what I did don't you want think? to upset Ella. <laughs> um, you don't have to upset. I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. It was okay. I. It didn't blow me away. It's a very sort of quiet film, you yeah. know. I, nothing wrong Unassuming. with that. Unassuming. Yeah, it's, you know, I just don't think it necessarily... There were a couple of good scenes that I, I thought were very well done, but for the most part, it just, yeah, I, I don't think I kind of... It kind of resonated with me. Which scenes did you like? Um, there's a scene where Chalamet is doing a speech from Death of a Salesman. Yeah, I thought it was Death of a Salesman. I meant yeah. to check it. Yeah, just because you said uh, Willie, lo- no, Willie, wasn't it? Yeah, Willie, yeah, yeah Willie Wellman. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he's very good. You can kind of see, like, the the. Had I been a casting director in 2016, watching that, I would have been like, okay, get this kid in, yeah. in for other things. Because that's your kind of, if this was Oscar worthy, that's your thing you'd send over to Oscars. Exactly. And yeah. then that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the scene. He'd that's easily say, guy. his agents would just say, just yeah. watch this. This is the kid. Yeah. And I think this I, felt, I felt need. quite sorry for the other kids in the film and for Lily Ray because he's yeah. just so good in this scene. <laughs> and you're like, oh, damn. Like, this kid's like incredible. And you're just kind of there. It's <laughs> you know? smart that it, that bit's kind of. Further so towards the end yeah. of the yeah. film, if that if that opened the film, just be like, look, Timothy Chalamet <laughs> drama kid, you'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I felt that was. I think that was a bit of a problem for the film because I think Timothy was so much better than the other than the other mm. lead actors. I think that was that was a big kind of like. I knew yeah. his. I knew he was going to get his steam because it's all built up to the other blonde lady. I can't remember what her <laughs> See? name is. See? Uh, saying I want to set up this trip because he's such a good yeah. person. He needs. To, he needs to like spearhead our drama thing. So I was like, well, he's going to get his shot, but no one else really did. Um, Lily Rabe, I thought she was workable, but she, I don't think she really hit the mark in the same way that T Shells did. I think that it needed like a a very strong. Um, female actor opposite Chalamet. Yeah. You know, if I I think in a dream casting world, um, someone like Natalie Portman or even Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think would have had the kind of um, strength of performance to stand opposite him. There's a scene where they kind of have this uh, 
confrontation, heart to heart, the two of them, um, Chalamet and Rabe. And yeah, I think she just kind of loses it. She, mm. she, you know, she doesn't kind of have the the right stuff that he does. And it, it's just some sort of charisma, some command of the camera that he has. And I think you can't, you can't kind of produce that. It's just, you know, some stars have got it, some haven't. Helen, what are your thoughts? Um, it's interesting that you said, Ella, nice and safe. Kind of, oh no, kind what of, have it, I done? It kind of is that. Um, I'd never heard of this film before, which is kind of strange because this is the kind of film that I should probably we'll be on your radar. like or yeah. know about. Um, also like that we've got our own um, names for Timothy. I like to call him Timothy Timothy. Um, <laughs> just, like for, just for fun. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I see, um, yeah, T-shirt. Do you say Tim- what do you say? Have you got a nickname for him? I... I I'm not really. I, I call him Chalamet, just like, like he's That's a football just rude. player. Yeah. Uh, no. Show some respect. Like you're a teacher, Chalamet. Sorry, Helen. I, I, okay. um, I, I, I was aware of him, but not aware of this film. Um, I mean, yeah, it's almost like this is his kind of audition for Hollywood, isn't it? Mm. This yeah. is his thing. And I, I kind of get what you're saying as well, that she's not really convincing all the way through. I didn't really buy her grief and yeah. I didn't really, I don't know, I don't know whether she was purposely kind of meant to be a bit absent and a little bit not really with it. The only bit where I thought I kind of really believed her was towards the end when she was marking the papers. And <laughs> when she was oh doing some admin. Yeah. <laughs> when she was doing like When she was tearing stuff. these kids down, like red yeah. pen here, red pen here. <laughs> but that's when I, I, I felt that she kind of came alive a bit and I, I don't know if, if that's the actress or the direction or I don't know but I think it it could have been handled a bit better with someone someone a little bit more would I don't you, know which concur with to, Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah I think she would have been mm. uh, amazing in it and just I don't know it's a bit of a strange film well do you know if anyone else was, was attached to, to that role because I do I think I think like you both Hannah and Helen have said I think you need a stronger presence there or a stronger direction for her yeah, because it was a bit like, like acted down and sort of beaten down quite quickly by mm. this young child yeah. by the child and by that other man that this odious other teacher yeah. who's there who's terrible and she's just kind of like oh okay you know i'll sleep like, with you yeah oh, I'll sleep. and then the next night oh so you now you're married i'm like yeah okay i'll go then <laughs> Yeah, she's. And also, I have this. My one issue with the, like, the big issue I had with this film is that you have. Let's be clear. You have many. This issues. is a big, You all have many the issues. issues. The biggest issue I have. I'm with coming this for all of you. Is that is that they're what on a school trip? These kids are 17. 17? Yes. I'm sure they 17. are. 17. Yeah. And she sat there every every dinner time having a, like a bottle of wine. She's getting smashed. And I was like, you can't do that on a school trip. She's I've got been... stuff to do. <laughs> um, and I'm... drinking vodka. In, I assume it's vodka in her room. Yeah. I She's grieving. But yes, but it's irresponsible. And I have been on so many school trips in my lifetime. Yeah, but you know... Ha- but Hannah, your, your school trips, how many kids... Like, it's not three kids with a teacher Yeah, in your trip. car, in your personal <laughs> yeah. car. And you're, you're paying for mileage. You're I paying was for just petrol. thinking about the risk assessment, You paid for the hotel room. Yeah, you might as well get hammered. This is Hollywood, Hannah. So, Helen, Helen used to be a teacher. Would, have you ever done school trips? Did you ever no. no, I mean, at our school, they weren't allowed to leave the oh, premises. Oh, my God. So I'm so was, sorry. It was prison, basically. Yeah, they, they, prison. they weren't allowed to go anywhere. <laughs> okay. Would you have got hammered if you went out on school? I'm not going to. Okay. Let's not go down that road. 
I thought that was a bit <laughs> obviously obviously it tells into the character, but at the same time was the vodka in the room. I can kind of understand, yeah. but just like yes, so I've got these three miners, and I'll have a large glass of red. I was like, but also no, that waiter. <laughs> yeah. He uh, oh yeah, he was trying to get her drunk, wasn't look, he? All of the men in this film are terrible. I mean, they're just <laughs> not good. Well, I mean, Sam. yes, but also like even. Sam, Even Billy, yeah. the, the the kid. <laughs> he, sorry, um, but no, even I'll allow it. <laughs> even Billy, he's not. I don't think like he's not mean, but he is. He is selfish, and I think all of the men in this film are rather selfish, which then creates a bit of a more interesting narrative. Now, I think the waiter is obviously like one of the least interesting, you know. <laughs> but just on that. He's the one who's like, have more wine, have yeah, more yeah. wine. Blah, blah, blah. And obviously she wants, you know, she wants the kids to, to like her, but also she wants to be able to deal with it. I'd have a glass of wine. If, if I was sat at that table with Lily Reinhardt's character, <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. I rewatched this film with my mum. And my mum, I can kind of predict the kind of things that she'll like. Um, she's got very good taste. And uh, and she, she was quite into this film and she quite likes Timothy Chalamet. You know, it's all very good. Um, but... Lily Reinhardt's character, every time she came on screen, my mum would just turn to me and just roll her eyes. Now, she's quite a polite lady and, you know, she she's very nice about everyone, but she couldn't stand her. I think, it's an obnoxious character. I think we all know, well, I knew people like that at school where you kind yeah. of, you're just like, oh, just Stop. please, not now. <laughs> you're very nice, but also leave me alone. Yeah. And as she got up on stage and she was bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh. so it was kind of enjoyable to see her <laughs> like that. Yeah, it was yeah. Schadenfreude at moment. Like, oh. But also it's weird that she really wanted this whole trip to happen. Yeah. And to the extent that her parents paid for it and... and it, is Just it part, to reinstate drama. To reinstate yeah. drama. I think she loves they were patrons Timothy of the arts, darling. She loves Timothy Chalamet. She loves Chalamet. That didn't really come across in there. No, I'm just, I'm just speculating. Just, it would no, be okay. nice if she could. You know, who doesn't? Just projecting on her. <laughs> yeah. Um... How does this rank in the... Th- like, I mean, it's all about Timothy Chalamet. In um, the Shannon. That's what I call the Timothy Chalamet canon. Oh, my God. The what? Shannon. The Shannon. <laughs> but hang on, that's... Now, coming from you, that's quite misleading because... <laughs> because let, let, let's establish one thing. Michael the, Shannon? Yeah, I mean, the way I feel about Timothy Chalamet... is how Hannah feels about Michael Shannon. <laughs> so let's just clarify. That's uh, the Shannon with a C in yeah. this case. Or yeah. Shala... Sh- sh- no, Ooh, it's all falling no. apart. Shalamar. Oh, no one, that's a, yeah, that's a band. 70s pop act. Yeah, the, the, oh, it, it's Shannon with like a I would say Shannon, Shannon. To Michael Shannon, and Shannon <laughs> <laughs> for Chalamet, you know. Take it, yeah. Um, just I think I've, I've listened to all of your various Comments. points. I take, I take them on board. Um, it's like, now. It's like a Sainsbury's customer wrong. complaint. So like, we thank you for your feedback. <laughs> now, here's what I have to say. It's like you go to the toilet and it's like, what, what was your expectations of today? You've got to, got to slap the smiley face. What? Oh, dear. No, and these are all... When I, when I suggested this film, I knew... <laughs> No, but it's, you know, it's a film that's ripe for discussion. Yeah, true. And one thing that I actually realised upon rewatching it is I think that the film has completely the wrong name. <laughs> um, and I wonder whether with a different name it would have changed the way that mm. you, I, other people might see this film. Because I think when the, when the film has the name of the character, you know, like Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Kindergarten Teacher mm. and stuff like that. Um, 
you expect it all to ride on that person yeah. on that person's performance. Yeah. Same with Beautiful Boy, Lady, but like, you know, all of them. And I I didn't mind Lily Reb's performance that much. But I think when you're watching this film now with what we know about Timothy Chalamet and everything else <laughs> to do with it, you come to this film and you think, but why is it about her? And if it was, you know, called like, I don't know, like Billy, Death of a Death of a Billy Salesman. I don't know. Death, death of a Billy. <laughs> yeah, but it, it still is about her. I think it's just that mm. his performance in it gets so wildly out of control that it, yeah. it never yeah. brings it back. Yeah. yeah. Because it's still you know, it does start and end with her and we're obviously meant to kind of... It's, she goes through the process where she kind of relives seeing her mother act in seeing him act and those two having that conversation and him realising that actually she needs the same kind of care that he does mm. is meant to bring her to this journey at the end. So the the journey has been a literal journey as well as, you know, mm. the journey through through grief. So that I think that's what the film was trying to do. But because you're drawn to Timothy, Mr. Timothy <laughs> you you don't really care about her and you're like, well actually I kind of want to find out a little bit more about him, but the mm. the story till still tries to drag you back there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is what I think that's the main problem with this is that the story the filmmakers want it to be about her. <laughs> but we've all taken it to be kind of about him because that's what we were drawn to. It's a victim of its own success because yeah. yeah. he's so good. And, and I think that would have been the case anyway, regardless of what he did next. I mean, we mm. might not have discovered it, but even if he never made another film, we'd still be sitting here going, why didn't he make another film? He's mm. clearly the, you know, the, the lead in it. With... Um, the first shot is her crying. Well, it's her, like she can't move from watching that play because we don't know at the time but she's crying and you know the people the ushers trying to get her out can't get her out because she's crying big mood and uh, <laughs> then we find out that obviously as you said Helen it relates to her relationship with her mother which comes in quite late into the story it comes yeah. in quite late but then I found it underwhelming even when it did, when it did come in <laughs> you're like oh that's why you're kind of a bit mopey <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's pretty much it <laughs> to want to put her like a best she doesn't like, commit to her grief really does she like, if that's the problem, then... Um, and it's only after... And I don't really know what... This is another kind of problem I have is... Was, did Tim say fancy her and trying to get into, get into her pants? What, it's kind of half-hearted, phrase. isn't it? And it's it's like, like there's this kind of sexual undercurrent yeah. that you're kind of like... Why is he doing this? If, what's going on here? I don't think it is that he has got his sights on her in no, that I don't, way. No, I don't think he does. Um, but he's definitely got some kind of sexual sights on something somewhere someone but i i really think that that kind of side to it is just a general lonely teenage boy mm. who's frustrated and has all these you know hormones um but then i think that his interest in her is is really interesting and i i really bought it and like i love the way that he like, both in the script and the way that he asks her questions and mm. kind of remembers little details and things which i think when you see teenage boys on film who develop relationships with, with well, like anyone, I find that the performances are often very showy mm. in a way that can be really convincing and good, but they're often focused on, look how much I can do and look at the strain in my eyes and the tears on my cheeks and all of that kind of thing. But I like in this that he puts in a terrific performance, but I really feel like you can tell he's being patient and kind of 
reacting to what she says and what everyone else does and it's quite a like quite an open performance and you know even if he does end up outshining other characters um other actors rather i think i can sense a kind of effort to give them room space yeah 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 I think it's interesting comparing this to the sort of other teenage boys he's played because he's got quite an oeuvre oeuvre now, you know. Well, let's talk about about the rest of his filmography. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Got Ella started. Let's try and rein it in a bit, Ella. I think it's... (laughs) Well, I'm I'm yet to see Call Me By You. What's going on? Because the moment hasn't arrived for an acceptable viewing surroundings. Oh. What do you feel should be an acceptable viewing surroundings? And then Ella, can you comment <laughs> on whether it's... I, I, can, I can help you, yeah. Well, I did want to see it at Somerset House last year, but oh, it sold yeah. out and I didn't mm. get to see it, so... Would that have been an acceptable? Do you know what? I'm not sure it would have been. It was it's it's quite, quite, for a first it, viewing. Yeah. yeah it's it, quite, I think... Sitting on the concrete for two yeah. hours, I don't think it's ideal. Yeah, and I, th- I think you kind of want... <laughs> You want an you want an immersive experience. You want you want it to be intimate, so you've kind of got you know time to process the film and think <laughs> about what you've seen and just be very much within it. But I think you also it looks so beautiful, mm. and this is like irrespective of of, of, of I call him Tim, irrespective <laughs> of Tim or you know anything else to do with it. Army, <laughs> you know Michael Stolberg. Yeah, was he was he not Stolberg? Was he not the one for you? On Look, the one for Hannah. Here. Oh goodness. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Michaels, you know, that's, that's another. I know, I know. But yeah, I think I, I would argue that you want, you want a cinema, you want a big screen, and ideally, I'd say like a weekday afternoon, when you're one of the only people in there. So you've just got time to, you know, just to react and just, just be yourself with the Good. film. The, the Prince Charles, bless them, the Prince Charles Cinema in uh, Leicester Square, I tweeted them and asked them to put on... To to replicate a program that was happening at the Lighthouse Centre in Dublin, where they would show "Call Me by Name" followed by "Stop Making Sense," the Talking Heads documentary. How does that make sense? Because in the film, <laughs> um, in the film, Elio, who is played by Timothy Chalamet, is a big fan of Talking Heads. Oh, okay. And also, I think there is a lot of kind of crossover between mm. the two. Um, but anyway, they did this, and I went to see. So they did like back to back of this. At, Prince Charles a couple of months ago and I went with my mates and um, we had a great time it's just it was lovely because Queen My Name ends on kind of such a uh, like not not sad necessarily but it's very melancholy yeah Mm. so melancholy and heartbreaking and then we went and stopped making sense which is one of the most kind of euphoric like just you know there were people like clapping and dancing and it was like it was you know that's the kind of environment you want you want to be surrounded by love and feel the love in the room I love the fact you can influence Prince Charles cinema I'm going to think of a few (laughs) things no you can they have a white a a whiteboard downstairs where you can write down and and tweet them they're very nice guys Um, (laughs) I so I do have a bit of a problem with calling by your name I love everything about it and this could be no honestly to be to do the way of the setting I can take it um, but I love <laughs> absolutely everything about it apart from I didn't buy the relationship between Elio and Army Hammer that's very Ooh. central to it <laughs> that's not everything but not that <laughs> but it kind of comes that kind of comes like you see the kind of build up and it comes later on and mm. it's like a, oh okay they are interested in each other mm-hmm. fine um, <laughs> but I saw it I saw it at um, London Film Festival and it was in the Odeon 
Mm. Oh, yeah, Peter's that's not square. an ideal size. So it's in, it's in the main room where it's Big a huge, huge room yeah. with mm. a shitty screen. And I just thought maybe that was maybe that mm. was it for Have me. redone it now, though? Yeah. Because so I not, saw it there as well. But isn't it like £43? Yeah. To, yeah, so I'm not, yeah, not sure how that will go down <laughs> at this year's I'll just ask Prince Charles Cinema and then I can go for yeah, £5. Yeah, and actually that's such oh, a nice, nice place to watch yeah, it as well. Because we were in the upstairs screen and it was, you know, it was a really like... Because this was like maybe a year after the film had come out. So everyone there loved the film and just really wanted to see it again. Which I think is the really nice thing about um, Prince Charles. Prince Charles, you know, that they do that and give you the opportunity to catch things you've missed and also see your old favourites. Just, I'm just here to promote the Prince Charles. Sure. <laughs> well, we, always, we talk about Prince Charles a we lot. Do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's just, I think, coming by name, Timothy Thelma is awesome in it. Um, Armie mm. Hammer's brilliant in it. Stuhlbarg is my favourite just for He's that, so one, that oh. one scene. When you oh. see Helen. When he, oh, oh, just his delivery of the line, <laughs> what a waste. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> I think we should actually head to the scores because we're quite way into it, but <laughs> Chalamet's good. Uh, they're doing yes. a second Call Me By Your Name, which I'm mm, maybe I have to Years and years down the Thought, line. Thoughts on a title? Um, too Cool, Too Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call Me Too, Electric Boogaloo. There you go. That's for free. No. <laughs> I don't think, I think Luke is going to like put a line through that one. Yeah. <laughs> he'll read it and then he'll wrap it up. <laughs> um, should we head to the scores, guys? Let's head to the scores. <laughs> So these are our famous Flixwatcher scores. They're all out of five. You may have decimal places. Um, the lowest Ooh. you can go is zero, no minuses. And uh, we will start with you, Ella, because you chose it with your recommendability, please. Um, I would give this film four out of five for recommendability. Um, as I said at the beginning, I think it is safe and nice in that I don't tend to be too worried about people disliking it and I think if people dislike the film or don't like it as much as me I don't think you'll feel upset or offended or hurt or confused by it it's just like just a little bit less I like that caveat if you don't like it you won't be pissed off by it you'll just be like <laughs> oh slightly deflated balloon no but I but- think but I think it's really important to have that distinction because they're yeah. Uh, some films that people be recommending to me, they'll be like, oh, it's sensational. And then I'll go in and I'll feel just so angry and just yeah. like very distressed by it. And also it's only eight to six minutes. So exactly. you've only lost eight to six minutes of your time <laughs> exactly. if you didn't enjoy right. it. Not three hours. Yeah. And I think I would recommend it to most people except people that I know for a fact don't like this genre. So for example, I watched it with my mum and then my dad came in and I was like, no, don't watch this. You will not like this. I know that for a fact. What films would you compare it to as a, as a genre? Because it's, well, it seems like high school coming of age and road trip in mm-hmm. one kind of film. I would, I would genuinely put it somewhere in the middle between The Kindergarten Teacher and Lady Bird. Mm. Um, the Kindergarten Teacher has a very different tone to it and the student is a very different age, very different nature of the relationship. Mm. But that, teacher as we've been saying is really really interesting yeah i'd maybe also throw charlie bartlett into the mix really good film with anton yelchin from it's it's very good yeah it's from the early noughties he plays a high school student who starts dealing drugs but like study drugs too um i can't remember exactly why he does I'm just, you know, <laughs> but that's very good. And, Fun um, fact, Timothy Chalamet does that in Hot Summer Nights. The film that A24 buried last year. Seek yeah. it out. 
Um, but yeah, like Charlie Bartlett and maybe a little bit of Wonder Boys as well, which is, I love Wonder Boys. A uh, fantastic film with Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire and Michael Douglas. All the Michaels today on this oh podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean... What, what, what would you say for recommendability, Hunter? Oh, I... Don't be afraid. I, know <laughs> I can take it. Ellis, Ellis got I, her daggers out. It's like a three for me. You know, I like Ellis. As I don't think... I think it's quite hard to object to. If I knew someone... Um, who particularly liked Timothy Chalamet, I'd say, you know, you should definitely watch this if you've not already seen it. I think um, for kind of teenagers who, you know, have that like sort of looking for something that speaks to that wanting to belongness. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not my cup of tea, but it's it's a perfectly inoffensive film. There's yeah. nothing that... I, I wasn't annoyed watching it. Sure. <laughs> Helen? Um I mean, it, it's kind, it's kind of a three, but I'm going to give it a three point five. Um, oh, you can because, go to decimal places, by the way. As many as you want. For for old Timothy Timothy, um in that, and it is eight to six minutes, so even you know, it's your life's not over. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> many but, ways at one. Yeah, it's it's kind it's kind of it is a little bit of a strange film because it doesn't quite have, you know, like the kind of Wes Anderson kind of quirkiness, and then it doesn't have sort of the mainstreamy little miss sunshiny kind of vibe it yeah definitely it's safe and niceness i think <laughs> um i'm gonna go a bit lower than you guys i'm going two and a half um because i for a coming of age thing i just <laughs> i mean one film i loved last year was um a couple of years ago was edge of 17 for example great film with, oh, know, I love I love that film. It's yeah. a minute that I was like, yeah, with Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, amazing and, film. And Woody Harrelson, for example. And that's kind oh of. Oh my the, god, I forgot he's he's a teacher, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a teacher. Isn't it? <laughs> and me and Elle and the Dying Girl. It oh, was a, exactly. Yeah, me and Elle and the Dying yeah. Girl. That's yeah. So John Bernthal. Like, oh. They're kind of. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> this is now that Hannah and the old and yeah. she likes podcasts. But and I know Olivia what you mean. Cook, like, yeah. So that they, those were kind of my touch points for modern community yeah. based films where there's a bit of heart to it. And um, yes, me and Elle and the Dying Girl, for example, that's like leaps and bounds for me ahead of this and in terms of road trip type thing I, I don't it wasn't really a road trip feel to it no. they were in their car for a bit so I wouldn't take that they just drove and it. they said uh, are you a lesbian um, oh yeah that bit yeah wow <laughs> so yeah 2.5 because I just don't really feel there's that much punch to it and you know most of that 2.5 is for, for T-shells <laughs> T-shells <laughs> uh, repeat viewing score Ella how many times have you seen this so far uh, this was my second time watching it. Okay. But I I think I'd go for a four again, just because I think that it's the kind of thing that once you're once you're in and you've seen it, I don't think the strengths of the film rely on shock or any kind of sensations, frankly. I think it's all very solid and built in and it's like the work of, of the actors and the script. And if that works for you the first time, great. And I think it, you know, maintains that however many times you rewatch it. It makes me feel really nice and calm, so I'd rewatch it. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. I don't, I feel like I got everything out of it that I needed to get out of it. So it's like a two for me. Two? Yeah. I mean, if it was on, I wouldn't, I, if, it, if it was on a plane and there was nothing else, you know, you I'd put it on. If that was the only film. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of program is this? If it, if Hannah, are you saying that it's it would on need... Ella's Airlines? <laughs> you can pick from three films. Call me by your name, Ladybird or Miss Stevens. Oh, I'd watch the other two before this. Again. Okay, I chose more. Yeah. I have them on loop. <laughs> yeah. What about if it's Interstellar or this? 
Interstellar. <laughs> Ops. Okay, you win this round. <laughs> Helen. Um, I mean, I'm I'm unlikely to watch this again, but again, if it was on, it's eight to six minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a one. Putting a lot of kudos into that time there. I'm going to I'm going to go for a one. Uh, the <laughs> oh hella, I'm so sorry. I can understand. I, I think honestly, if you like it because of the time and because it's kind of unassuming, and you could pop it on it if you liked it, then you could pop it on pretty much any time, yeah. and you'd be like, yeah, let's deal with it. Um, I like the idea of the plane watching but it wouldn't be the first film you put on the plane it'd be like when how many bit, films would you need? it'd be like you're a bit tired and you just want something to kind of yeah while the time when if you fell asleep you're just happy pausing it or rewinding it when you got when you wake up again i've been doing some 12 hour fights recently yeah. and it's you know that's like a three film when i get to the third film that's that's what that's I kind of thing's happening yeah because it's 86 minutes so <laughs> like, you know <laughs> Small screen score. I feel I might get a few points here. Yeah, I think it. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just diving straight in there. Yeah, I'm sorry, like, yeah, it's small screen. Hello. Let me tell you guys, it gets a few points here. Does it? <laughs> Are you saying it's fit for IMAX? <laughs> well, um, honestly, I, I I wouldn't want to see this film on IMAX. Um, <laughs> I would. And, and this is coming from someone who gave it a four. Um, no, I think it's a perfect small screen film. Yeah. Um, Again, the strength in, in, in the faces, in the script, it's all very slight and small. And if anything, yeah, on a plane, I think it's the kind of film, if you watched it on a plane, I would kind of lean in a little bit to be like, wait, is that? It is. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, give me more of a performance. Um, so 4.5, maybe? Maybe the big screen just for the soundtrack. What was the soundtrack? So it's a, well, sorry, the score rather. Score, okay. So it's composed by um, a composer called Rob Simonson, who I didn't, I wasn't very familiar with his work at all and haven't been very familiar since. But I really wasn't expecting the score and I thought it was so beautiful. And he, it sounds like quite ethereal and then there's this really beautiful like piano theme which is all tinkly and very light and airy at the beginning. And then there are these moments within the score where it sounds out of this world quite literally no i'm not just saying it sounds nice mm. um and i'm fairly sure that he's using a theremin which is a, a very strange instrument that um they use actually in first man this year yeah yeah and they was used loads of that yeah, and it's like the oh, electronic instrument score for Fox oh, the, the way right. back the way way back yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah I, I wasn't familiar with his well, I, did, I didn't know of him by name before. Mm. And honestly, I listen to the soundtrack all the time and I, I love it. Um, but so, yeah, so it's for that that I would quite like to see it on a big screen to have that really loud. How does it work for um, when you're working? I think it, I, I love it. It's very, it's very soothing. Good, to, good working music. Yeah, good yeah, because, well, there's like, there's no lyrics. It's not too, like, there's... You know, no, no it's not drums, like a, no a Trent Reznor, an Arcus Ross, Absolutely where you're like, not. Oh. but I, no. I really like working to the social network. I think I do that. I yeah. do sometimes. <laughs> but then I think but you have to be is, in the right headspace. Yeah, though. I think this one it's quite nice for maybe a Monday morning when you're not quite awake, but you need something to kind of like, you know, put Keep you in a kind of a bit of a zone. Like Three AM Red Bull vibes, which is what the social network yeah. is. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right, but yeah, would recommend working to this. Um, Hannah, small screen score. Yeah, I think it's like a four on small screen. Uh, for me, it's, you know, I think it's the kind of film that works well on a small screen. Um, 
it doesn't have like a lot of impressive visuals that you would need to be kind of at a cinema for. I didn't feel like I needed to be more immersed in it, which I, I often do. I Adequately have, immersed. I have, yeah, <laughs> I have like a very short attention span. So um, I do prefer to watch things at the cinema where possible just because it shames me into not getting my phone out halfway through. Um, whereas this, you know, 86 minutes is like, it's what we all keep saying. Um, it's, it's just a, you to you I and Helen. Think, really yeah, but I think that's a really good amount of time for a small screen film, you know, because you, you don't have to keep pausing it to go wander off and do something else. You can just sort of sit down an hour and a half and get it done. So yeah, yeah. Would, would you pause it though? I'll just kind of walk out the room and let it do what it's doing. Oh. Until, no, because you're going to miss something. Because it's only 86 minutes. <laughs> Helen, small screen score. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those kind of films that um, if if you're a, f- a fan, then you can go back and, and find it. But it's interesting what you're saying about the score because I thought it could have done with a big song. I know it's got its big song, but it's so not really that kind of big mm. song that it should be. What's this big song? Did so it's, it's America, isn't it? So the, the band America. Yeah, the band's, I don't. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it plays in the car. Oh, yeah, the famous, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of thought it, it could have done with the Dire Straits. What's up? You know, I like can Cameron Post. It just—that's <laughs> what they could have done with. Done with the, so what, is that a Dire Straits version was it? Uh, not Dire Straits. Sorry, Four, Four Non Bloods. Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is a cool was, movie. Yeah, sorry, yeah, um, it doesn't have yeah. that big musical. It tries to have that big musical moment, but it does it with a song that's not quite that big enough mm. to give it some emotional, like, oh, that song. Yeah, um, I'm going to go for five. Um, nothing nothing wrong with it if I'd seen it in cinema I would have been less plussed (laughs) thank Uh, god this is flex watcher (laughs) (laughs) Um, engagement score Ella Um, I think I'll go a bit lower on this one but I mean that in a very positive sense (laughs) I like the fact lower is better yes (laughs) just gonna establish that now no I like the fact that it's I think it's quite a low-pressure film, and if I wanted to get up and make a cup of tea, I'd be fine, and I could come back to it and still have a lovely time. I feel even better because I had a cup of tea. Um, so I'd go for maybe like a three point five. Cool, Hannah. Yeah, I um, I think maybe a three point five. I didn't feel like I needed to kind of sit down and pay attention to it mm-hmm. like I would, you know, um, oh, what have I seen recently that I had a hard time with? So many things. <laughs> you know, there are some films that just you feel like you need to kind of pay more attention because you're going to miss something if yeah. you look away. In Serenity. fact, um, Serenity is a whole different kettle of, fi- <laughs> kettle of fish, I was going to say, but yeah, no, it really is. Um <laughs> Uh, but what's it, Manchurian Candidate? I watched that recently, and you ha- and the tagline of that film is: "If you walk in five minutes late, you won't know what's going on." And it, it's true, you, you wouldn't. Because how very, was that a tagline like, for a film? That's oh, horrific. It was, the, it was like a bit 40s. of a mouthful. It was the forties. Okay. That's what they did. Is it, is which version? The original. One. Okay. Not this. What Ryan Gosling and? Not, not no, not the no. Denzel Washington one. I quite like that. Uh, the, I think that was the Spike Lee remake. Oh, was it? I okay. don't know. Anyway, um, what am I think with Ryan Gosling and George Clooney? In the Ides of March. But they did remake the Manchurian Candidate. But anyway, no. Um, you know, it's the kind of film where if I had to leave off and do something, you, you I would go back and you'd in. miss like yeah. someone killing eight people and posting <laughs> a letter yeah. to the future or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Lu- <clears throat> excuse me, I watched Looper on a plane recently and I was like had to be engrossed the whole time. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. If I like look away, I've got no idea. Whereas this was like 
okay, I, I have a very strong idea of what is happening in this film. I don't have to, <laughs> you know, I, it's not, <laughs> Ella's like, just no, I'm listening. Furious. I'm, I'm giving listening. it a fine engagement score. I, you know, it, it, I, 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 it was fine. <laughs> it's fine. Helen. I feel like we should kind of offer some kind of therapy at the end. We should rebuild. I might rebuild want friendship. real friendship. It might be time for a seventh viewing. Of <laughs> um, I, I'm going to give it a four. Um, I was, you know, engaged in all of its 86 minutes. I think if it had been a bit longer, I would have been, uh, you know, a little bit like, where, where's this going? Um, we should have wrapped it up. But yeah, you know, it's it's short and. When you when you go on ninety minute film fe- ninety minute or less film fest, is this going to be in your con- in contention for your no. consideration? Okay, okay. Sorry. It- oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go for three point two. Um, so specific. It, a lot of it was like. Where did the zero point three go? What what have we done? I just, well? I just it was just not quite three point five, and I just kept on thinking. I don't know where this is going. And then also, <laughs> you didn't know where it was going. Also, it's exciting. Because I didn't know, I thought he was trying to uh, okay. get off with the teacher and then that wasn't, then it didn't look like that was going to happen. Did you think he might have tried to kill himself or something? I thought that could have oh, made it a bit yeah. more exciting. Could have been, yeah, Maybe. it could have been part of that. Could have been, a, oh. Because there, there was that foreshadowing with the teacher, with the, with the principal. It's like, we're really happy for this uh, to go ahead, apart from one student. Yeah, that, yeah, they do go quite like and, deep on that, and, and they're like, the time, "He's a troubled child." Yeah, like, and at the time, I thought it was going to be like a coach load of people, but you like, <laughs> just take care of that one kid and everything. But when there's just three in a car, I just thought, <laughs> "Why didn't they what? do that?" Pet yeah, talk? <laughs> <laughs> from Oscar from the office for some reason. <laughs> so, um, what did I say? Three point two. Um, if if Chalamet hadn't had his bit, I would have been yeah. Bit disappointed, so we get an overall score of three point two nine, which yeah, a is not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. It puts it in the same kind of um, ballpark as oh, lots, lots of other ones. Birdcage, which I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're completely the face, different. Other films. Face of it is a better film. Um, yeah, so it loses lose points mainly in repeat viewing. I think is the thing there, but three point three is I think is decent. Bravo. <laughs> it didn't look like it was going to go that Thanks way to be honest everyone. <laughs> because you guys are here from List White Lies we'd like to do the List White Lies scores um, do you need me to tell you how yeah, can you can you let us know and yeah. let us know how they work for, a, for people a, who yeah. don't read List White Lies or listen to people truth who, and movies yeah for people who don't do that please save print journalism um, but yeah the Little White Lies scoring system it is a uh, I think we, I think we use what, multi-tier scoring system is the yep. fancy way of saying it, but it just means we give three scores for each film. So there is, they're all out of five, and there is anticipation, enjoyment, and in retrospect. So, Ella, do you want to lead us off? Sure. Um, so in anticipation, I was really looking forward to re-watching this. I had a lovely experience first watching it, and also I was looking forward to introducing it to all of my friends and my mother. And, you know, we've all had a great time. So um, four, I'd say. Sure. Um, enjoyment, also four. I, for me, for me, it's just really solid. And, yeah, four, fours across the board, frankly. Um, yeah, I understand the problems, but not for me. Anna. Um Maybe a, a three in anticipation. I say I don't really know much about it apart from um, friends of mine quite liked it. Um, but I, I don't like Lily Reinhardt, so I wasn't thrilled about having to watch her. Was it her or her character you didn't like? It's both. I don't, okay. I don't like her on Riverdale either. Sorry. 
Anyway, so if yeah, three and then enjoyment three, it pretty much lived up to my expectations. Yeah. Um, middle of the road. Yeah, middle of the road. And then enjoyment, uh, sorry, in retrospect. Yeah, three. I, I'm, you know, I, I have no, I bear this film no ill will. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Ellen? So um, I, I'm going to give it a, a four for anticipation. Enjoyment three and a half and a three for retrospect. I think you have to. Is it round? Can we have three and a half? And we we don't allow three uh, like uh, half places. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, four, three, and three. Then I think I'm gonna I'm gonna equal your four, three, and three because when yeah. I saw it when you recommended it, a not hearing about it, and b mm. t shells in it. I thought that's. I'm looking forward to watching this. Those are pretty respectable scores. Yeah. I think yeah. I think a three for Little White Lies is is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, yes, yeah, so can you guys let us know where we can find you online and um, say bye to bye to Jasper, who's listening? <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I am a prolific tweeter. Some have said I tweet too much, but I can't be stopped. Uh, I am at good Keep job. tweeting. I, I love tweeting. It's got to the point now where people say to me, I get emails when you tweet now because Twitter like thinks I'm interested. In them, so I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm at Good Job Liz there. And if you can name the film that that is a reference to, you get a special bonus prize from me. Not really, but it is a film <laughs> reference. Um, and you can find me on littlewhitelies.com. Uh, you can find me in the magazine all over that or on the Truth and Movies podcast. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, well, Jasper, I hope you take care of Tim. Please, you know, treat him kindly. He's he's going through a lot in this film. Um, but to everyone else as well, um, you can find me on Twitter. I am at EFE Kemp. You can read me on Culture Whisper, Little White Lies sometimes, sometimes Sight and Sound, and sometimes you might hear me on the Curzon Film Podcast. Cool. Lovely. Thanks, Thanks very for much. Coming on. Thanks for Thank you for me. having me. Bye. 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 Thanks as always, guys, for listening to this episode of Flitswatch Podcast. Take a moment to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app uh, and also leave us a little a little cheeky review because that really helps us. It really does. Um, also, do find us on social media. We are on Twitter, at FlitzWatcherPod, and also Instagram, just at FlitzWatcher. Special thanks to our awesome editor, Brendan Russell, for making this episode sound so sweet. And thanks to the mighty people for the tunes you can hear. <laughs>